0: Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Minnesota GOP had a big kickoff event over the weekend in Moorhead. I had a chance to head over there, visit with a ton of great people, but also in particular, U.S. Senator from North Dakota, Kevin Kramer, plus the U.S. Senate candidate in Minnesota, Jason Lewis. We spoke after the events. You're going to hear from both of them on tonight's show. Now, one of the things that you're going to notice about my interviews tonight with both of them is I start up both interviews with a couple important questions here. One, what do you love about America? And two, what do you think makes America great? Now, I did this because, as you and I both know, there's so much just kind of negative press these days out there about America. And since this week is the week of our nation's birth, it's our Independence Day. I thought, hey, let's let's you and I flip the script this week, right? Let's flip the script. Let's talk about what makes America great. What do we love about America? So all week long, we're going to be putting people in that have those kind of videos if you want to send us a video or a comment very easy to do uh, just go to our facebook page um you can put, upload a video there you can go to our website povnow.tv use that little burst app at the bottom but just let us know what do you love about america what do you think makes america great call our pov hotline if you want to leave a voicemail as well so a lot of easy things to do there but we want to share a positive message as we celebrate the birth of our nation. All right, now let's talk about our interview here with Senator Kevin Kramer. Again, we talked about what makes America great, but also very fascinating story that Senator Kramer is gonna share with you about the Washington Post and law enforcement. You may remember the New York Times editor was fired because of a uh, post or a, a, a editorial that they posted of Tom Cotton. So listen to that. Also, as I'm sure you've seen, there's a lot of polls right now, not good news for President Trump. Senator Kramer, very experienced in politics. So I asked him, hey, What's your point of view on the latest polling information? So we talked about that and much, much more on our 702 communications line.
1: No question: The greatest part about America is those especially those first couple of amendments and chief among them the first one the the freedom of speech of expression of religion of political speech but that political speech that expression that that religious freedom is really frankly now in jeopardy I mean when 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 a disease like COVID-19 comes along and it's used as an excuse to not let people worship but politicians will join a riot with thousands of others that have no regard whatsoever for their health and anyone else's health and certainly not for the rule of law or other people's property um, but if you want to go to church you, you know make sure there's not more than ten of you and you're standing six feet apart that is foundationally wrong when it comes to the uh, expressions of the founders in the First Amendment of the Constitution so I think that's what makes America great and that's why I fear so much and that's why I'm in Moorhead today helping Minnesota Republicans.
0: So with that being said, I got to share with you, one of the things I keep hearing from people is, where are the Republicans? Where's Mitch McConnell? Why aren't they doing more to take back our streaks and get back to law and order? What's your response? You just said, "Hey, the people that are free are the ones that are tearing down the statues." What more can you guys be doing?
1: Well, it's a good question because law enforcement is largely a local issue, and the problems are largely local problems. As you know, it's democratic-run cities where the where the chaos is the, the most severe. It's it's democratic mayors that are standing with the mobsters, standing with. The, the, the violence, uh, cheering it on, looking the other way as as their own cities are, are burned, um, and yet at the at the national level we have a president, a Republican president, who stands for law and order. So that's the great conflict I think of the day, Chris, from a federal standpoint. Really, very little can be done, but but we as Republicans in the Senate with the leadership of Tim Scott Senator Tim Scott tried to forward a Republican bill really a Republican bill open to amendments we had a a, as you know cloture vote a cloture if you can imagine this this is really weird wonky swamp stuff a vote on cloture to proceed to the measure in other words just to start talking about the bill a bill that includes from a federal standpoint i think the appropriate federal response and that is providing incentives dollars guidance training for local police departments not a lot of hardcore policy not a lot of mandates not a lot of thou shalt and thou shalt not but rather the resources and then the training and the guidance and the incentives to help police departments be better but not to dictate the terms of of everything to them and Democrats said nope we don't want that we don't want Donald Trump to have this victory we think that we benefit the most politically from chaos in the streets so we're going to let Nancy Pelosi pass her bill it has no Republicans on it. No amendments allowed. Our our bill allowed at least 20 Democratic amendments. No no interest there. So uh, this really is, I think that you know, now becoming quickly the, the fundamental difference between the Republicans and Democrats in this election and really, really unfortunate because Democrats have cho- chosen this tact rather than doing what they say they want to do and that is restore order and some form of
0: justice. You told an amazing story today about the Washington Post. I don't want to give it away because I want you to share it again if you don't mind, sure. but I first want to say thank you for what you did and what you wrote and tell our audience what happened because I was like, wow. Sure, so I was getting very frustrated,
1: really fed up with reading all these op-eds and these editorial boards writing about um, police reform. And it's one thing to write about police reform, but they always put it in the context that implies that every cop is bad, that that racism is run rampant throughout our police departments, that that, that every police officer has gone rogue, and grossly disrespectful, and frankly, very, very wrong. So I got frustrated enough that we contacted the Washington Post and said, hey, you know, Senator Kramer wants to write an op-ed with a different, you know, opposing view. You know, police officers are heroes, and they they expressed an interest. They said, certainly we'd like to look at it. We'd be very very interested in in an opposing view. I wrote it. Um, we presented it they have a sort of a fun, funny policy where they can sit on it for three days before they tell you no <laughs> uh, um, so after a couple of days I said not enough time this is too important we need to get it out the Democrats had just killed our police reform bill and um, so we pulled it from the Washington Post offered it to Fox it took them about three seconds to say yes and about 30 seconds to put it up so um, I you know I, I hate that standing up for law and order rule of law and the men and women in blue and tan and brown uh, that, that protect us in everyday life have become a political issue so but it, they, just, they have because Democrats have chosen to make it
0: political. do you think the editor got scared because of what happened to Tom Cotton do you think that's why they didn't publish it
1: so it's one of two things, Chris. In my view, one, the editorial board, the editors, the publishers hate cops, and they just decided, no, we don't want any support for police officers to be shown. I have a hard time believing that that's what they. They may have a, a different view than mine, but it's not. Can't be that. So then, the only the only other possibility is that they don't want to allow an opposite view or, or opinion in their editorial page. That lifts cops up as the heroes that they are for fear of what the mob might do to them and given the you know given the fate of newspapers these days uh, thanks to guys like you um, I guess maybe they thought they wouldn't take the chance either way it's wrong it's wrong and so um, I'll always stand for cops I I will tell you that um, if you've read the piece and if people that haven't um, want I hope they can they look it up it's not a profound piece just as a reminder but I do use as a contrast the fact that while Minneapolis was burning while our, the police department was being um, really diminished in, in the eyes of the of the public because of the rhetoric of the leadership in Minneapolis, I was at a funeral for one of our hero cops, and so I write a little bit about Cody Holti in my conversation with his his wife Mandy, and of course with her permission and with and with uh, Cody's father's permission as well, I included that contrast in my piece because. Cody Holti has never gotten nearly as much attention or accolades as many criminals are getting around this country from our national and local media, and it's really tragic.
0: I saw a story today where the North Dakota National Guard was called out for a possible deployment in D.C. at the end of the year. Like, is there something that, that we should know? Are they thinking like big riots after the election, or is it just kind of a normal thing? Well I don't know what it might be.
1: There is a, there is an operation in Washington D.C. in the D.C. area called um, Operation Noble Eagle that is a, a mission that the North Dakota National Guard has participated in a couple of times and by the way they've done it very well. What it has to do is it's a, it's a classified mission for the most part. I mean the mission's not but most of what they do is classified. It has to do with protecting Um, the uh, continuation of power. So it wouldn't be surprising to me if it's about that turn in the cycle when the North Dakota Guard would send a couple hundred of their very best to uh, Washington to help protect the skies and protect places like the Supreme Court, the Congress, the White House, and uh, the institutions for the continuation of power.
0: You've been in politics for a long time. Um, I looked at real, real oh, clear. Yeah. How is that possible? Real clear. Well, you yeah. started when you were five. <laughs> Thank
1: you.
0: But uh, I looked at real clear politics this morning. It said, um, you know, Biden up by 12 in Minnesota. You see these other polls where they say Biden's up, you know, sometimes double digits in swing states. I want to know, you know, your professional assessment. I mean, th- does Donald Trump have a real chance of losing, or are these not good polls.
1: Well, first of all, as I tell any candidate, whether they're an incumbent or a challenger or it's an open seat, one of the two possibilities is losing, you know, and and so, you know, this is why we have the election every two years, every four years, every six years, is so that the people make that determination. With regard to the polling, Chris, I think what a lot of people are going to say and it's right um, Donald Trump really never led in 2016 either now that said we've seen a slide in the polls so his poll numbers have been higher they're now lower I think a lot there's a couple of reasons in my view a lot of it's attributed to COVID-19 and, and exactly what liberals are hoping happens and that is the economy not only crashes but doesn't come back um, so he doesn't get credit for that the other thing of course is is this chaos in the streets and Democrats have made a poll Political calculation that their fortunes are best if they can continue the chaos. That's why you see places like Minneapolis, Minnesota; states like New York and cities like New York City, Seattle, Washington. These Democratic-run strongholds. Chicago, another one, where they continue the chaos. They fan the flames of this. this, uh, you know, this conflict rather than bringing about peace because I think that the the worse it gets, the worse it looks for Donald Trump. I think he's suffering a little bit from some of that. However, all of that said, I also believe that They've done an effective job, they being the left, of scaring people. They've scared people from going to church, they've scared people from having family reunions, they've scared people from going shopping, and and very good solid citizens that have never been afraid before are now afraid. And I think that fear translates even to how you answer a poll these days because they have demonstrated what they're willing to do. To people in places that are conservative and support people like Donald Trump. They're willing to burn down your city. And that's created a lot of fear. So I think we're kind of back to that 2016 scenario where there's a lot of quiet support for Donald Trump. They just don't quite dare say it right now. Um, And I think that when it, when it, it turns out, on election night, Donald Trump becomes the victor. But I actually think, in many respects, that what we're seeing in the streets of our cities across the world today, it, as much as it hurts me to say this, I think they're miscalculated. When it comes to personal safety and security, when the soccer moms, the suburban moms, think about you know whether they... They, they want a police department or don't want a police department, they think about the security and safety of their children. Boy, it, it, the Democrats are making it really easy to choose between the good guys and the bad guys. And uh, I I just believe in the long run, and by the way, I also believe the economy is going to come roaring back. And maybe it's not at its pinnacle by Election Day, but it's already going the right direction. We But what we have to do is prevent this fear from coming back in to our economy. And that's This is why governors and mayors have to have the courage to realize we're going to live with this disease. We're not going to avoid this disease. And the president from the very beginning said the cure cannot be worse than the disease. And yet he was sort of pulled into this whole, we're going to have to lock everybody up for a couple of months and and then when it comes back we'll be okay. And and the reality is that that proved to be fatal, more fatal than um, in some respects maybe than even the disease itself.
0: Thanks so much to Senator Kramer for his time on Saturday. And, of course, be sure and stay with us because coming up, he's running against Tina Smith in Minnesota to be the next U.S. senator in the great state of Minnesota. Jason Lewis is going to join us. Of course, please share your point of view with us. Very easy to do. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.